재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 On Sunday, Brazil's lower house of Congress voted overwhelmingly in favor of a motion to launch impeachment proceedings against embattled president Dilma Rousseff, putting the ball in motion for what is likely to be a lengthy and heated process to remove her from office to get some of the latest updates on the situation and what we can expect in the months ahead. Very pleased to have joining us on the line from King's College, London's Brazil Institute, Dr. Vinicius Cavallo. Hello. Hello, good morning. Thank you for joining us. thank you for the opportunity to participate in your program. Well, we certainly appreciate it. We know that usually with impeachment proceedings, a very uh, long and sordid affair, this is not over by any means, but how important was Sunday's vote in the lower house as far as uh, President Rousseff's political future is concerned? Well, that vote was quite important in many aspects. The first of them is that um, it showed clearly that uh, Brazilian President uh, Rousseff didn't have uh, support in the parliament at all. No, so the votes against uh, or f- pro impeachment against her were much higher than she expected, and the, the organizers of the, the PT were uh, expected. So that shows clearly that she doesn't have a support in the parliament. Uh, the second thing was reveal a lot about the parliament itself. The voting process was quite surprising, um, considering the speech of each parliamentarian when they vote. So uh, people were quite uh, surprised with the level of those speeches, the lower level of those speeches. So it reveals a lot about uh, the public and the political arena in the parliament, too. Uh, regarding the future of Dilma Rousseff, what, what is revealing also in the voting is if the Senate doesn't approve the impeachment process or if she is not impeached, it will be quite hard for her to carry on the next two years and a half of her government because of lack of support in the parliament. So it is really like mm. a, that sort of moment that the impeachment is not a good idea and the not impeachment is not a good idea. So in essence, um, the best case scenario for her is she is a lame duck. That is, that is her best case scenario. Well, this is, this is a quite complicated question to answer because um, um, to, to predict or to make a best case scenario here, um, if, we, if we want to be radical on that, the best, best case scenario would be to have another election, general elections, no? not only for president, but also for the parliament. But we are not in a parliamentarian uh, regime. In a, mm. We are in a presidentialist one. So the best scenario, if she stays in power, is to reorganize her coalition in the parliament and try to dialogue better with the parliament. Because, again, this vote in Brazil, how she was not dialoguing quite well with the parliament. Now, there are a lot of different criticisms aimed at uh, President Rousseff uh, by her opponents. Um, one of the main ones, uh, kind of manipulating the budgetary laws, borrowing from state banks, uh, covering up or hiding uh, the actual fiscal deficit problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a strong, in your opinion, legal basis as far as impeachment is concerned? Well, this is this has been exactly the, the main concern about this impeachment process. The only crime of responsibility that they are accusing her is this sort of make up in the in the accounts the, the, uh, regarding the, the the budget. No, and the question is, there is a law in Brazil that says that is not accepted this sort of thing by by somebody in a in a position of uh, executive power, no president, governor of state, or mayor of cities. Um, so there is a legal issue regarding that. Uh, in the point of view of the jurisprudence, this law was not being applied 
uh, strictly in the past. So we have governor of states that did the same thing, mayor of big cities that did the same thing. Uh, and that's the argument of those defending Dilma. How can you accuse her of a, a crime like that if jurisprudentically uh, we haven't condemned before uh, uh, mandatarians because of this crime? So it is a crime. It is a legal base for that, but it's a weak legal base mm. for that. Mm. This is, of course, a very different country, but I see some parallels with Thailand, and you had a very populist prime minister, uh, Thaksin Shinwat, uh, years ago, who uh, really had the support of, of the poor and, and the disadvantaged. And, of course, you had the middle class and the least who really opposed to that. There was this back-and-forth coups, um, uh, grabbing power with each other. It's not exactly the same, but in Brazil, are we seeing that similar phenomenon with this sort of um, populism in both sides, whether it's the middle class and it's the uh, the poor? Well, I think the case in Brazil is a little bit more complex than that. No, um, for for some sides uh, of the PT, the uh, Labour's Party, you know, the Dilma Rousseff Party, and they are trying to force this interpretation that is uh, the elites, the middle upper classes against the poor, that finally could get some um, some progress mm-hmm. inside the Brazilian uh, social context. But I think the situation is more complex than that. We have in both sides people. Uh, poor people supporting and against Dilma. Um, so it's not a class issue, basically, okay. here only. It's part of, but it's not only. Um, I think what we are seeing is exactly the result of a failure of uh, Dilma Rousseff to understand and to dialogue mm. with the politicians and with the society, too. You know? So she's not famous. Okay. As a, as a good negotiator, as a good politician. She doesn't have the same um, connection with with people as Lula had you know, before her, um, the former President Lula. So, this so is, it's showing much... Uh, sorry. It, yeah. you, I think what you're saying is this is an individual, uh, perhaps if you deem it this way, a failure, but it is not necessarily an indictment on the entire uh, policy platform of her successful predecessor, Lula da Silva, at least in the uh, early parts of his tenure. No, the question is so curious here because even the opposition now, though, and curiously, what we are calling the opposition now is the party that was part of her coalition. Mm. It's called PMDB, is the party of the vice president, and so even the opposition now uh, wants to follow the same social policies that Juma used to, uh, uh, was was doing, and Lula did before. And Cardoso did before Lula. So what we have here, it's not a question of changing social politics or policies in Brazil. It has much more to do with really the, the construction of the political arena in Brazil, the construction of a presidentialism of coalition that she didn't manage well uh, to carry on, as Lula did very well. And we have another aspect here, that's the aspect of corruption that suddenly became a very strong uh, subject into Brazilian society. And I think even she's not directly involved with any corruption case until now. Um, the fact that many people around her were involved in extremely cases of corruption, it's also coming to her as somebody unable to manage well the country. You know? Right. Thank you very much for uh, giving us some of these insights and some of the nuance with this uh, very complicated situation. Dr. Cavallo, appreciate your time. Thank you very much again, and I hope that I could contribute to the debate. Thank you, you did.